0: Hi, I'm Reed Singh, and this is Adventure Travel with Trip Outside, a podcast where we interview adventurers, local guides, and outdoor industry experts to uncover the best travel spots and human-powered adventures from around the globe. Before we jump in, I have a quick favor to ask you, that if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It would truly mean a lot. All right, All right welcome everyone to the Trip Outside podcast, episode two. Today, we are joined by Amanda Godamski or Gadamski, uh, <laughs> from Pagosa Mountain Sports in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. Uh, we are so excited to have you on, Amanda, uh, personally, because we got a chance to roll by Pagosa Springs, but we did not get a chance to explore. So this is our way of uh, asking questions selfishly about things we want to do in Pagosa Springs. It's a place that we've been wanting to come back to for the longest time and hopefully through this uh, inspire others to come visit a part of Colorado that isn't usually uh, top five towns to visit, but an amazing destination with incredible outdoors and surroundings. And would love to learn a little bit more from you uh, today. And thanks for your time and coming on to the podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, it's just awesome to reconnect with you since we've met, you know, years ago of you coming through when we um, were fresh opening our shop. And so it's nice to connect again and see um, where we've grown uh, with our businesses. So um, yeah, that's so good funny. To hear from you. We
0: were both new at that point. <laughs> yes. Yes. We were in we've, our first year. learned a lot and grown. <laughs> yes. Which is so cool. Yeah. Um, you yeah, guys are just totally. booming in the outdoor industry um is just you know this is what we all hoped would happen is more people would get outdoors and see the value of what all the outdoor recreation has to offer and this has been a interesting year for um, for the outdoors and how has that impacted your business in in 2020 specifically
1: um it's it's been insane Uh, We're so thankful that we, as a small shop, can still be in business. And, you know, we have made accommodations for people to still um, come into our business and um, be able to recreate. And we are in such a lucky spot of Colorado. Um, We are located southwest Colorado and we have the Wemenooch Wilderness that surrounds us which is Colorado's largest wilderness area so kind of the largest forest without you know um, roads that go through and it's people are just trying to get outside and obviously in the city so we have seen a huge influx of people this summer which has helped our business but also I think um, really helped some people who are struggling with kind of the everyday lives of, you know, not being in contact with people um, and being able to explore down in Pagosa. So it's been great. I mean, we're all tired and from being so busy this summer but we are so thankful that we could help people get out into our forest um, and recreate responsibly and, you know, um, feel a little bit better about the outdoors here. So we're, we're very thankful for the weird year that we've had
0: yeah that's so uh interesting one your gratitude towards you know all of us to be in an industry that is positively impacted during these crazy times um uh, i am so surprised i had no idea that this wilderness area was the largest in colorado and is this the yeah. west of you west of pagosa um, it's springs north of us. north north, of okay. it,
1: north and, yeah pretty much i would say north of pagosa um it spreads okay. north and west so
0: Got it. So this it's the whole like roadless area between uh, between you and like Creed essentially and west of there. Yeah, I see. Okay, cool. And uh, is backcountry Um, the biggest um, exploration there, like backcountry camping?
1: Yeah. And, you know, the kind of the kind of the vibe trail goes right up through there. And so that's where um, a lot of people have been going and hiking to kind of get away from things and, you know, clear their head and, um, enjoy what, you know, Pagosa area has to offer.
0: Oh, awesome. And then do you need permits through to, uh, to hike that part of continental divide or is it kind of open for? for
1: no, it's, it's open right now. Yeah. You don't need a permit. Um, yeah. And this year we didn't have a lot of rain and usually we get those July monsoon season. Um, and I think the weather was pretty perfect for, a lot of passer-throughs and hikers going by, so it, you know, made it nice for people who were visiting not to get stuck in our <laughs> torrential downpours or hailstorms that we are known
0: for for 30 minutes in July. <laughs> yeah, which should really sneak up on you, and uh, you don't want to be able to talk the mountain.
1: <laughs> no, so yeah, I think people got kind of a lucky little treat of weather um, with that as much as you know, we've been hurting with fires and things like that, um, with not having any moisture, but, uh, it it made it, I think for a great reason for people to get outside this summer.
0: And hopefully you guys didn't see anything down in Pagosa this year for, in terms of fires. Did you guys have a decent fire season? No concerns.
1: Yeah, we, we were super lucky. Um, there's been years in the past where we haven't, haven't been as lucky. And this year, um we are more fortunate than some other communities nearby um, sure. and haven't been affected. and we just got our first snowstorm on Monday, and the ski resort has opened today with uh, some limited access,
0: but you know we're is that Wolf starting to get <laughs> yeah, Wolf Creek Wolf Creek, Wolf Creek. And <laughs> yeah. is, am I right that Wolf Creek gets like the most snow and uh, like out of all the snow resort uh, ski resorts in Colorado?
1: yes it is yeah. it is true we're hoping for another big snow year um i know that there's a lot of different precautions people are taking at the ski areas for what they're going to be offering um but either way here in pagosa you know one of our favorite things to do which we have at the shop is cross-country ski um, and we're hoping for a big snow year, so we can all just get out and once again continue to be outside and outside and enjoy our wilderness area, um, exploring by you know backcountry and cross-country skiing. Um, so we're hoping for a big snow year.
0: Yeah, cross-country skiing and snowshoeing. I feel like is this is going to be the appreciation year for those sports.
1: Yeah, uh, we have that, an, we have anticipated that.
0: Okay. And then talk to us about cross-country skiing. If, you know, uh, people are looking to take a year off the ski resorts, but they want to do winter sports, I feel like this is a great opportunity to get into uh, maybe do the ski trip. But if you don't want to do four days on the mountain, you could take one or two day, one or two days to do a cross-country day or take a lesson or do um, – maybe snowshoeing like if you're a downhill skier or snowboarder how easy is it to transition into cross-country skiing and what are like what is that learning phase and how uh, what's your recommendation so
1: at our shop we rent uh the widest cross-country skis that you can get that can still fit in a groomed track um they have a full metal edge but you're um Still, you know, have a heel that's going to be popping out to slide, and it's pretty much just like walking at a faster pace. I would say there's definitely technique, um, and we can give you, you know, tips and pointers um, when people come in the shop and rent from us. Or the Pagosa Nordic Club actually offers clinics that they're hosting this year that um they're asking people to sign up online ahead of time so they get you know better number counts but they give great demonstrations on how to cross country ski and in pagosa there's such awesome little groomed areas that the nordic club does such a great job maintaining that it's really easy to get into and um we the skis that we got are awesome for beginners because you still have that like full metal edge there so you can get your stopping So you feel like you have a little bit more control rather than just like going down a hill, hoping for the best, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) it's such a, it's such a good workout and it's such a great way to explore and be outside, um, that I can't recommend it uh, enough. And I'm a huge, you know, I've been cross country since been doing cross country skiing since I lived back in the Chicagoland area. And it's much different out in Colorado with more of our hills and things and having that metal edge and a bigger platform, um, which we run out, makes a huge difference. And then, sure. you know, cross-country cross country skis have come such a long way since back in the day that the gear, you know, feels so much better. And it's one of those things that you, the gear has gotten better. So it's a little bit more fun to enjoy rather than like shoving your foot in a real tight boot and hoping for the best (laughs) as you head downhill
0: Yeah, (laughs) right and it's interesting because it hasn't just made it better for the pros but even if you're a beginner I feel like it's better Mm -hmm. to start off with a decent ski that's going to give you you know more either comfort or stability ability to stop Um, and I was thinking about this just yesterday from terms of mountain biking that if I was to recommend a beginner to get into mountain biking I would recommend starting with at least a decent bike so you can shift easily. You could have enough suspension and enjoy the ride. So you want to do more of it. It doesn't have to be painful. Uh, and sounds like yeah. cross-country skiing is another one of those where the tech and the uh, gear has made a ton of progress and makes it easier.
1: Yeah, totally. And With our shop, we try to rent out that type of gear so that when people are visiting, they have an awesome experience. And we really um, hone in on that and maintain our gear and make sure it's working properly. Cause that, you know, when here people are here visiting and trying a new sport for the first time, we want sure. them to have the best experience possible. So, you know, we do try to get that type of gear that is going to create that experience for our customers. So you're totally right with even just beginners, you know, get them on something that they'll enjoy.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Cause you want that yeah, you want to go out knowing, and that's the beauty of going to the outfitter is, you know, we were always promoted. Of course, that's why we started Trip Outside is the the a level of care that can be uh, provided by just showing up to the shop. And with sometimes almost nothing, even if you don't have the right pants, you could buy everything, rent everything and mm-hmm. go out on your adventure on the same day. Uh, if yeah. you were to pack for a trip to come down and maybe you want to try cross-country skiing, What are some things to like pack or bring along with you that, um, that you can't rent or if you didn't want to buy everything, like what should one show up with?
1: I, I just totally recommend, um, waterproof pants, either like a nice, like light shell pant, like a rain jacket pant. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. So if you do take some spills, you're not getting soak soaking wet in, um, your like jeans or, you know, just kind of like leggings, whatever you choose to wear, something like that. And then, you know, a good pair of like, I say like lightweight, warm socks, um, heavyweight socks too, depending on if you, you know, tend to have cold feet, but that would be my two things that I would really you know, you can get them at the shop, but those are the two things that people are always like, oh, I don't have any pants that are waterproof. Um, and just like a light shell pant will do the trick. I don't okay. really like with jacket and everything. I tend to overheat every time I go cross-country skiing. Um, I usually dress way too warm and I'll you get moving so much faster than you think you're going to do um, than like you would snowshoeing and things like that, that yeah. I usually just like wear a nice light layer, like a base layer, um, and, and totally fine. So that's kind of what I would recommend. We have all that stuff at the shop for sure. Um, but those are the like three items of clothing that are
0: very important. <laughs> Got it. And like maybe a camelback, cause you probably can't carry a bottle or you could throw it in your backpack, I guess, but it probably helps to have. Hydration. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
1: totally. Especially being, you know, we're at, um, like 7,200 feet and that, you know, t- tends to, you know, get people of being dehydrated. Um, and so it's always in the winter, you kind of forget about it. It's always good to have some type of hydration. So I, I usually yeah. wear like a fanny pack, um, but we have, you know, camelbacks and anything that you can do to carry your water is awesome. So.
0: Okay. Awesome. Uh, so you basically show up and you can get the skis, the poles, the the boots required, or the special boots for cross-country skiing too.
1: Yes, there are. Okay. Um, and we we actually, we we totally doubled our inventory for this year because what, you know, people, like we've seen this whole summer, people trying to get outside is so that we can offer more equipment. We are still at our shop trying to figure out how to manage the rentals because our shop is so small and people need to try on boots. And so um, we're trying to figure out operations that we can have rentals kind of outside because we've been doing a really good job sanitizing everything before um, it comes into our shop. So we're not, you know, contaminating and taking precautions. So we're still trying to figure out logistics of how we will make it work. But um, you come into the shop and we usually set you up with all the gear according to your height and your body weight, um, because that's kind of how we go with uh, how much you're going to sink into the snow or not and then we do have we do have two different styles of skis that we're going to be offering Um, one is just kind of like i said the full metal edge that can fit on a groom track which is better for beginners but we're also this year offering a backcountry setup so for people who want to just go kind of out um there's a lot of like ranch properties here where people just want to go out on their private um, ranch lands and they have family coming to visit And that's a really great way to explore the area. Um, But there's also a lot of national forest that doesn't get groomed by us. And that's another way is you have a little bit wider of a ski. So you really can track um, a little bit better and not be
0: sinking into that snow. So we have both
1: those options depending on what what adventure
0: you plan on picking. Is that the um, touring ski then? Yes. Okay, cool. And to clarify, like, you don't have to worry about your your back country, but you're not in any kind of avalanche danger because you're in wide open, like flatland when you're cross country skiing or the places that you're going to be able to go in in this scenario.
1: Yeah, totally. So there, there are areas of course, obviously when you're dealing with elevation and snowpack and stuff that are avalanche prone. um, And You know, we kind of know those areas just from the knowledge of the area. But, you know, with these backcountry skis, it's more of just places that aren't going to get heavy foot traffic or heavy traffic at all. So you're not like having to dig through an area and like feel like you're sinking all the way. It's just backcountry as in exploring kind of, you know, maybe four wheel roads. Um, that are normally closed off in the wintertime that are wide open. Um, so you don't really have to worry too much about avalanche risks in those type of areas, but there are going to be some areas in Pagosa that are prone to avalanche. And obviously we're going to recommend that you don't go there <laughs> um, yeah, unless you are unless you are trained, trained um, with avalanche safety.
0: And that's why I love just coming in. And that's what I want to talk to the outfitters about is like where to go, what, you know, Julie's question is always, where can I see moose or wildlife, um, <laughs> and, you know, but just that's always her go-to, but you know, it's so nice to be able to just show up and get that insider information um, without having to do all this research. Cause you, you know, you're going on vacation. It can be overwhelming to decide all the things to do. So uh, thank okay. you guys for, for being that information hub. Um, are there hot springs or natural hot springs that are open in the winter? you know i have not
1: i have not explored them in the winter time because honestly i would say the two that um come to mind are pretty rough to get to like the roads are closed so it'd be a really Mm -hmm. long trek um to get in as far because you have like the rainbow hot springs which is like a four over a four mile hike in just from the road and the part of the road is closed like when you're actually um cross-country skiing there so I feel like that would be too much of a trek to get to and then the first fork I believe is the same way um so the options for like the natural ones aren't I wouldn't say are a winter destination uh just because with with that road access being cut off um it it adds so much more to what your track would be and then also too you know our river flows are based on snow melt and so if it's all frozen and it has snow you know we don't really have too much water coming through yeah. the river to make those hot springs um until kind of okay. that warm-up so i wouldn't say you know th- that's what we're so lucky here is that we have the resorts um, in downtown and so you know you can have your cold day of skiing and then just head downtown um to the local resorts and those is that the those hip guys hip are hip doing... hot springs
0: or the springs hot uh, resort the two downtown yeah here.
1: okay so there's, yeah there's the hot springs spa which is like the major hotel downtown there's the uh-huh. overlook which they they've done a really good job of staying open and um, keeping distance with their pools, but they, they pump um, their spring water up to like the rooftop so you can kind of see all downtown while you're soaking. So, so that's really nice. And then there's the um, healing waters, which is like a bigger swimming pool. That's um, kind of the original uh, soaking sauce. So there, there's still plenty of options. And I know that all of those resort type, springs have made accommodations that um you can still come soak after a cold day but uh yeah there is always the hippie hippie dip that is kind of like the runoff um that you can soak in in the middle middle of downtown but uh yeah we you can you can hit all of those so (laughs)
0: well that's awesome because there's nothing better uh you know hot springs in the summer are great but in the winter that's where the magic is right if you can get to them
1: yeah Yes, well,
0: thank absolutely. You. So, yeah. are, you're probably in your shoulder season right now. Uh, what's the best time to start? Um, what are the best time to visit for summer? Like, what's the earliest Pagosa Springs is confidently fun where you don't have to worry about mud or? <laughs> uh, um, it
1: definitely depends. Yeah, it depends on our snow um, spring situation. You know, when we first opened in 2015, it rained all of May. And we kept on thinking back, like, what did we do opening a bike shop in, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in May? And, um, you know, it just depends on the season. But I would say by June, it starts, to trails start to dry up. It's um, warm enough outside that we're getting bike rides in. Um, the, the time of the year is really July. And then um, all the way through October is great. Uh, to visit. July gets busier and busier every year because it seems like that's when people are doing their vacation, um, especially sure. Fourth of July. You know, I, I never, like, can understand how many people fit into this small town around Fourth of yeah. July, but we we still somehow make it work. Um, yeah. But, you know, any time from, like, June to October is is fairly nice to come visit and you can really make the most out of hiking and um, biking and kind of stand up paddleboarding has been a new, um, sport that we've kind of honed in on. And I actually got to, uh, sup the river a couple of times this year, which was super fun, but you know, our water flows are dependent on snowmelt. So it just
0: depends on the year. Um, sure. it will vary. <laughs> that's a San Juan. <laughs> yeah. Okay and that's paddleable, just by, um, either stand a paddleboard or kayak, you don't need whitewater or rapids equipment.
1: They, there are some rapids, um, and you know, rafting is a little bit more popular, um, kind of in the earlier seasons. Like I would say like in May, May is usually, May to June is usually when the flows are at a good level that you can, um, raft and sup. And then, you know, Usually, usually through July into August is when it gets too low and we're pretty much just tubing at that point, um, which is still sure. a fun activity to do. Um, but that season, our water season is fairly short here compared to some other rivers that are nearby that are like dam release. So you can kind of catch um, some rafting and uh, supping experiences that way um, by different rivers that are
0: near near, okay. near us. You guys have so much outdoor you're just in the middle of the playground. So if water water's too bad, you can go for a hike in the wilderness and uh, mountain biking sounds like it's there. I'm checking out trail forks. So there's definitely some trails. What's some of your favorite like trail systems around Pagosa, either close by or big well, so, what, what do you get out for?
1: So, yeah, we're, we're super fortunate that um, when we opened the shop in 2015, you know, we wanted to be part of this community and we, started working with other community members and created, um, our like local nonprofit bike organization, which is called us too. And those guys, um, have been just doing an awesome job trying to get more trails here because of the options that we have around us. Um, you know, it was, it wasn't super mountain bike heavily. Like there's tons of hiking and stuff, but as for mountain biking, since we've, you know, opened, it's become so much better. And every year I just look forward to like what new trails we're going to try to um, build and kind of like clear up so that it's, there's more options for us to bike ride. And sure. I would say in, in the past year, um, Dust2 has really put a lot of time and effort with the Forest Service um, to clear some trees out of, up by Treasure Mountain is what it's called. And they've made a connector where you you start at the Cunnel Divide Trail, um, and you climb up a bunch of switchbacks and get your butt kicked most of the time. (laughs) But it's it's super worth it because you end up on the backside of the ski area, and then you head down Treasure Mountain, um, which is an amazing downhill experience. There's definitely some sections that are, you know, don't look to the side too much because it's a little scary that you might drop. But... um, it once you get down into like the Aspen trees and it becomes super flowy and very fun, and then it will shoot you out to East Fork Road, um which we usually have a car and shuttle, and then we'll shuttle back up to um the county divide so it's Got it. that that is definitely the go to ride um when the weather is right and Once again, it depends on year because you're up at the Conle of where if our snow hasn't melted, um, Mm -hmm. it's not a good trail to go go do. So we kind of have to wait almost to um, end of summer, almost fall when it's like prime time to get that ride
0: in. So this will be the future Monarch Crest. Sounds like the work is being done now. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, I, you know, I can only hope... um, It's not as long by any means as the Monarch Crest, but I can only hope that that we keep on kind of improving that trail because it's just such a beautiful area and such great elevation change to mountain bike through. So,
0: Sure. And thank you for you guys and the trail builders, because I know how much work it is to go out and clear those trees and making sure that these trails are rideable. And, you know, most of the time we just take it for granted and we just ride right through uh, you know, clear trees, but the amount of effort that it goes to go all the way back there, clear it all up, and move it. Um, I'm glad that the work has been done. Are there, um, is there wildlife or things to consider when you're out there in the wild uh, in the back country. Um, any tips for like maintaining and preserving recreationing? Uh, sorry responsible recreation actually you you touched on that in the beginning in general in pagosa springs winter or summer what are some things to consider uh to make sure that we don't love the area to death or we preserve uh what's everything that's awesome about it um so if you're going through the shop you're probably going to give us the spiel but you know if somebody's just going directly (laughs) outdoors what are some things that you're concerned about well
1: totally i think especially with that trail in particular I was talking about. Um, there's so many trail users out in our outdoor area. You know, we have um, horseback riders, we have hikers, we have dirt bikers, you know, we have ATV users. There, There's so many trail users. And um, while, you know, some people are like not wanting e-bikes or biking at all on their trails, um, you do have to realize that we're such a small community that you need more people to help maintain those trails. Um, and so it it takes a whole community to make sure that we can clear trees um, so that we all can enjoy the forest and all enjoy our trails. Um, it can't just be one group of people just because sure. we're surrounded by forest. that's too big for all of us. So I try to keep that in mind to be respectful to other users. Um, Whether you participate in the other person's sport or not is just just be respectful because we're all trying to do our own thing of getting out inside and enjoying the outdoors. So I think that's just kind of a thing to remember. But always all year, just with the amount of people that have been visiting out of town is, you know, practice Leave No Trace and plan ahead on your trip. You should come into shops or talk to locals of like what to expect when you're out Um, Hiking or where you're going is, you know, make sure that you bring things that you're not going to be stuck out in the wilderness and, um, you know, going to get in a scenario where you have to call for help and are using resources that um, could have been avoided because if you just planned ahead. But also, you know, with the increase of people trying to get outside, it's just important to kind of remember social distancing and, you know, picking up after yourself. That's like the biggest thing is, you know, being respectful to um, people at the trailhead, giving them space, and then also cleaning up after yourself and not leaving tra- trash everywhere that you know shouldn't be there in the first place. So it, it's just that leave no trace principle to constantly remind and and plan with your trip when you're um, going out and, you know, always just ask locals or ask the stores that you're going to, like what to expect, because they will kind of reiterate, I'm sure the same things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just, um, it's nice to know the specifics, because there's so much regional local impact that is different um, what's here mm-hmm. is not the same in Idaho or another place that may have an elk migration happening during that time. So just even little things, I feel like, uh, and thank you, by the way, those are incredible tips, especially just being able to, uh, not get stuck out there. You know, uh,
1: it's yeah. right
0: now we hear stories in outside magazine and all these times about, uh, it's just a small precaution, letting somebody know, or planning the route, or like you said, just drop into the shop that could, um, you know, really make your trip more enjoyable and not create an emergency in a town that has limited resources already. And that's, uh, you know, it's going to be that firefighter that has to choose between fighting a fire or getting a break even (laughs) off their off season or having to come rescue you where, and those are not cheap either.
1: Um, Thank you for sharing those.
0: Uh, So we've got so much to talk about. I feel like we could go forever. Um, (laughs) I think I'm going to have to just go on and have you on for dedicated, uh, trip advice in the future. But one thing I want to ask you, uh, if somebody was to, ta- if you were to taking a road trip, you had maybe a week, I want to put Pagosa Springs on the route. What were, what would be some, what would be a road trip that you would date take if you had a week? Ugh. If you were flying in. So it doesn't matter where you're coming from. You're just happen to be in Pagosa Springs as one of your spots. What are some other places within a couple of hours? or a couple hundred miles of driving that you would want to explore?
1: Um, There's so much out here, which is why we moved down here, is just there's so many little hidden gems um, to put on your list. But if I had to pick a couple little areas to check out, you know, Durango is our closest big town. Um, Mm -hmm. The mountain biking there is hard and very fun. Uh, so I, you know, definitely recommend that being a stop on your, on your radar, um, along with, uh, Phil's world, which is, you know, another awesome mountain biking trip. Um, yep in Cortez and you know from there there's so many different routes to go north south east west that get you in some really cool spots. Um, one of the smaller towns that I really enjoy is Creed, which is kind of north northeast east of us uh, okay. creed and and Lake City are kind of some small little cool areas that you know you just kind of take some forest service roads sometimes and end up on these really cool mountain views and you know those are my little explorations where I just like to take a, a little drive and see where I end up. Um, yeah, and so those would be all, then. The,
0: all the way to Gunnison then. If you yep, keep going totally. down, okay, and, Lake City. Okay
1: yeah and then I mean, I've been to the Black Canyon of the Gunnison area, and that was so such a pretty drive to do like Creed Lake City and then end up there uh, i mean i it was unbelievable the little loop that you could make in a, like a week of you know I think I did that on like a long weekend, but a whole week would get you a lot further to kind of check out so
0: yeah, um, thank you for sharing yeah. Black Canyon. It's such an underrated national park, I feel like Literally.
1: Totally. It's awesome. I, I do, I do totally recommend it. It was something I think I totally had underrated. And then when I went there, I was like, what? I can't believe that, you know, this is, this is like this. So um, yeah, I highly recommend that spot.
0: Well, perfect. I think we're going to uh, definitely do this trip ourselves and probably (laughs) next, next early summer. Right now we're kind of migrating South from Moab uh, we'll probably end up in New Mexico, so I might reach out to you because you're close enough for some tips um, in New yeah. Mexico, too. Well, thank yeah, you so some, much for having us on. I do want to... Go ahead. I was going to say, there's some good so, spots down there, like in the Chama area too, so... Oh, I see it. Okay, so right across the border. Yeah. And does that get pretty... Is that pretty high elevation, or um, do you feel like that that's good winter? Um, winter um, like Chama is a little bit lower but like Cumbres
1: Pass we usually um, go cross-country skiing up there um, and they have a couple huts that you can like ski in and out of um, that way so not super like desert warm you'd have to head even farther south but um, for summertime Chama is kind of an awesome little spot to visit as well
0: okay I'm flagging it right now This is incredible. (laughs) Good. Uh, Amanda, thank you so much for your time. I want to be respectful for your time. You're going into your own vacation mode, so I want to be uh, (laughs) respectful of that. But if you end up in Moab and we're still here, I would love to get a ride in. And hopefully we can get in shape enough where we can keep up with you by the time you're here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's great. Well I just on my I'm on my agenda to head west. We'll see where I end up.
0: So perfect. I think you're gonna have some good weather too. I think we got a pretty good solid 10 days so. of good weather ahead. Well, thanks awesome. everyone for listening. If you enjoyed the conversation today with Amanda, please do check them out on Pagosa Mountain Sports or you can go to Pagosa Springs as a destination on trip outside. Go in, say hello to them. They're an awesome shop, they offer mountain biking, snowboarding, uh, skis, cross-country sneeze, snowshoes. So you have no excuse to not ha- get outside, uh, <laughs> this winter and this summer. You've got an awesome team. there, extremely highly rated with all the knowledge and advice. Amanda, thanks again for coming on. Uh, if there's any other place that you feel like people should find you or, uh, find Pagosa Mountain Sports, do you want to share?
1: Um, you- whatever social networks people are using, um, we definitely try to stay up to date on our website. um, And we have like the grooming report for winter stuff to find out info on our website. But Instagram too, we're always posting our latest stuff. um, And, you know, it's run by the four of us. So you're usually getting to talk to one of the owners if you have any questions. So um, just feel free to contact us however you use social media. We're on all different formats.
0: Awesome. Hey there, adventure seekers. Thank you for listening to another episode of Adventure Travel with Trip Outside. If you enjoyed the conversation, please share it with your friends, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribe to stay up to date on where we travel to next. If you felt inspired to travel, go to tripoutside.com. It's the fastest way to book outdoor adventures all in one place.